0: That we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom, so check it out at getpuroair.com. That's g-e-t-p-u-r-o-a-i-r.com One more time, getpuroair.com. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand, and that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three, living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today for a special bonus conversation with Taylor Bionicor about intentional conversations. We talk about creating greater levels of connection through conversational intentionality. Through authenticity, empathy, and creating a culture of communication, we can strengthen the bonds within friendships, family members, especially our children. I typically ask my guests a series of questions, but this conversation flowed really quite easily. It took a different path than what I expected, but it was a refreshing difference. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating or review if you haven't done so yet. Thank you to those of you who have written ones already. Guys, if you are holding out, please, we only need 14 more to get to that 600 before the new year. Thank you so much for the support. I do read every single review, and it's been really fun to see some of you share your favorite episodes, even going back to a couple of years ago. So thank you for listening, and I appreciate it. And now for my conversation with Taylor. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm
1: happy to be here. It's nice to meet you,
0: Diane. It's nice to meet you too. I know that behind the scenes we were having, well, I should say not you. I was having a little bit of trouble, but it seems like we've gotten some of those kinks worked out. So I'm glad to have this conversation here with you. But before we get into our topic, and I'll allow you to explain it here in a bit, just go ahead and introduce yourself to listeners and maybe tell me a little bit more about your pursuits of minimalism.
1: Sure. Well, my goodness, it's a little intimidating to talk about my pursuits of minimalism because the way I would summarize this for me is that it's a journey. But the way that I came into minimalism was to encounter a quote that described minimalism not as sort of a um, an overly simplistic lifestyle, so much as the intentional promotion of the things that really matter to you and the intentional removal of anything that doesn't really add value to your life. And that definition of of minimalism really speaks to me. And ever since encountering that, I think it was Joshua Becker, and I'm probably misquoting, but I think he was the first one that really communicated minimalism in that way and really turned me on to thinking about that idea, not only related to the, the physical stuff in my life, but everything else as well. And so I've been on a journey, I'd say probably for about five years now to try to live more aligned to that ideal, which is for me, minimalism.
0: No, absolutely. And I am, I'm pretty sure it was Joshua Becker who said that he says all the great quotes. So (laughs) let's just attribute that, that to him, but no, I completely agree. And I think part of that Just determining what it is that we want to prioritize and invest in in our lives is asking great questions, and that's actually what you're here to talk about today. And the other thing is to practice curiosity. So when you messaged me about this, I wanted to know more. I was very intrigued. So I want you to set the stage here on what this conversation is going to consist of and why a minimalist might want to practice asking great, great questions. So there's a lot there, but let's just let's sort this out. There is
1: a lot there, and it took me a moment to realize that the work that I do around questions is a form of minimalism because, like I said, at least for me, I always associated minimalism with, with like stuff, right? whatever that encompasses for you, but conversations that we have and the way that we spend time with people are another way to be minimalist in the way of promoting what matters the most to you. And so I'll illustrate this with a personal example. You know, when I first started doing work around facilitating and thinking about conversations and questions and relationships, I found myself feeling like some of my interactions with the people that I would call the most important people in my life, the people that matter the most to me felt like they were missed opportunities. That's how I was describing it back then we had spent time together and I loved being in this person's presence, but it felt like it could have been more like maybe there was a little something missing, or in some cases there was something that I really wanted to talk to this person about, or maybe something I was really curious to hear from them. And something was holding me back from talking about it. And I'm not only talking about like big big issues, right? Or someone's life story. And I wanted to dig into that. I'm even talking about the little things. I noticed that I'd be really curious to hear an update on someone's job search. And I wouldn't ask because I felt like maybe they didn't want to tell me or the conversation wasn't going in that direction. And so in that way, I wasn't digging into the areas that I was most interested in, the the stuff that I was most curious about, which it turns out, is the stuff that actually connects us the most. And so for me, curiosity really, really leads to connection, which leads to the stuff that matters most, right? For me, minimalism. So that's how I really Mm. kind of connect all these concepts together.
0: Yeah. And I think that I want to say that I did understand this, or I did have a certain understanding of the things that you were saying, but I guess I never really thought through that part of Intentionality in relationships is asking about one another and creating that, as you say, a culture of communication with one another. And I think to, hmm, how do I phrase it? I think you have to become, in a way selfish, but less selfish. So you're selfish because you're saying, what do I want to prioritize my relationships? But then you have to become unselfish in asking questions and being curious about others and things that are important to them to create that bond. Are you resonating with what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. I
1: think that's a beautiful way to put it. And that you're right. You have to really ask yourself, what am I most curious to know right now? That's a question that I ask myself often. Like, what do I really Mm want to know in this conversation? And then asking the question and stepping back and listening. And this is where I actually think if we think about quantity, you know, minimalism as like a quantity, we spend so Mm -hmm. much time talking. Many of us use many, many words to communicate our ideas. I think maybe this is more common of women and moms. I'll just say, you know, I'm a storyteller. I talk a lot when I Mm -hmm. ask a question though. It puts the focus on the other person and it puts me in a position to learn, whether that's my mm-hmm. husband or my kids. I mean, I have tons of stories I can tell about just asking my kids a question and listening is so much more powerful than me teaching them about whatever it is that we're, we're talking about, you know, just the other day, I'll say like the other day, I have these beautiful peonies at my house. There's a story that mm-hmm. maybe I'll share with you what we're talking They're outside, they're growing, they shoot up from the ground every year, they grow from nothing. And I could talk forever about how these plants grow. But instead, Mm -hmm. I asked my five-year-old, how do you think these came out of the ground? How do you think Mm -hmm. they just came out of the ground and turned into this flower? Of course, I know the answer to that question. But by asking her, I put the focus on her and we had this amazing conversation where she knows a little bit about how plants grow, but there was her imagination came out and she was asking me questions to learn more. And it totally changed the dynamic of the conversation to be one of those moments where it was a moment that matters. We were really connected and we were learning from each other and just felt a bond that we might not otherwise feel if I said, well you know, they're under the ground and the sun warms the soil and then they push through and this is photosynthesis and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I find questions to be really, really powerful, especially as a mom.
0: Which you have to be an active listener in order to ask good questions. Questions. And to honestly, like I said, I, there is an element of maybe what we would call selfishness, but it's also to create that unique bond with one another and it is to go deeper. So yeah, I just, I think this is a really cool conversation just because I hadn't really ever dug deeper into, I guess, the psychology or motives behind all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to talk about this next collaboration with Carly Jean Los Angeles. Carly Jean Los Angeles is an L.A.-based capsule clothing company whose mission is to simplify closets to help women feel beautiful in their own skin, all while making getting dressed easy every day. I love Carly Jean Los Angeles because the clothing is classic, it's really timeless, and it's just meant to meet you in the season of life in every stage that you find yourself in i've been shopping through their website for the past couple of years and i love that shopping does not have to be a hassle and just all those hours that i would spend at the mall sorting through racks of clothing that i don't really need can just be spent with my family and on things that really matter to me I can almost guarantee that if you see me around, I'm going to be wearing something by Carly Jean Los Angeles because of how complimentary her pieces already are to my wardrobe. So if you've yet to check out Carly Jean Los Angeles for yourself, head over to their website, CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, or their Instagram page even better if you use the code minimalist at checkout you'll receive 15 percent off your first order they have a team on dms all day every day that is eager and happy to answer any questions about sizing fitting or even how to build your own capsule for your specific lifestyle i hope you love carly jean los angeles as much as i do Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You gave an example of your peonies, but how can these two things simplify our lives? Do you have other examples?
1: Yeah, it simplifies your life in that it, it cuts through to what's important. If you can tap into the the stuff that you really want to know. The other other kind of way that I often talk about curiosity is in the way of beginner's mind. And beginner's mind is all about approaching something as a beginner, as if it's the first time that you're ever encountering this thing. So Mm -hmm. if you think about any situation in your life, You know, we we have so much experience and knowledge that comes into every single moment that we're interacting with other people in the world. This is why it's so hard when you're listening to someone to not jump in with your own thought or, Mm -hmm. you know, take the conversation in a different direction rather than just being present with someone because we know a lot and our brains are powerful and they're constantly reminding us of you know, what input we have to add. I think the idea of beginner's mind, meaning you're a beginner, you don't know anything yet helps simplify your conversation experience because Mm -hmm. it helps to kind of empty and clear your mind and let you just be really presently listening to whoever it is that you're talking to. And the way to think about that is like, imagine I mean, I, I use my kids as examples a lot, but imagine you're a, you're three years old and this is the very first time that you're ever hearing about this thing. That's a way to, to embody beginner's mind. And children are perfect examples of this because most things that they encounter, they've never encountered before. They have extremely high levels of curiosity and, mm-hmm. and they're just wide-eyed, wondrous, you know, taking it all in. So Mm -hmm. practicing beginner's mind in a conversation and just kind of reminding yourself, what would it be like if this was the very first time that I am hearing this, what would it Mm -hmm. be like to approach the situation with that childlike wonder and curiosity of a beginner? It simplifies all the stuff that can be going on in our minds in conversations.
0: It's interesting because I do think that I'm very extroverted and I feel, I, I believe that I am very dominant in conversations sometimes maybe that maybe that's why i have a podcast but i think <laughs> i need to check myself on that sometimes cuz like you i could talk someone's ear off i love to talk i could talk to my sister for the entire day on the phone if need be but as you're talking the story keeps coming to mind and i've wanted to share it the past few minutes but i'm i will share it so i was at my parents house the other day and i was with my mom who i've been with for 33 years and we were just being with one another but We kind of got into a little bit of a disagreement argument, honestly, and we are texting later and she said, you didn't even ask me any questions about my weekend. I had a really great weekend and you, you didn't even bother to ask. And I felt like we had an okay time just because I was there being present with her. But even me who has been here with my mom in this great relationship that we've had for 30 plus years, I needed to get back to being a beginner and really evaluating the way that I'm interacting with her, because I think that we can get lazy and just be like, Oh, our relationship's good because we're together, but it actually takes a lot more work than that. And that's kind of embarrassing for me to share, but I felt like it was, it relates to what we're saying.
1: It totally relates to what we're saying. I love how you are modeling some vulnerability here because that's also extremely powerful in relationship building and having conversations, especially Mm -hmm. with people that we love. Yeah. Hey, I'll piggyback on this uh, experience, thinking about your parents. I have a Mm -hmm. story about my dad. There was an article in the New York times that was published a couple of years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was related to romantic relationships. It was called how to fall in love with anyone. It was filled with these amazing questions to help you get to know somebody. And the idea was you could build relationships using these questions. And so we were out together having dinner and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to pull a couple of these questions out. And and we'll see where the conversation goes. So we talked about new stuff and I learned so much about him in this conversation that after we were finished with dinner, he walked me down the street. And this is a town that I had spent countless days in. It was where we spent tons of time when I grew up. Both of my parents worked in this town that we were in. My dad walks me down the sidewalk and shows me a handprint in the sidewalk, a sidewalk that I have literally walked over. I mean, hundreds of times. And he says to me, this is my handprint. I laid my handprint in the sidewalk here in the seventies when they had first put the sidewalk down and there was Mm -hmm. a handprint and his initials. I had literally stepped over this handprint and initials hundreds of times and we had never had this conversation. It was the first time he had ever showed me that his hands were in the sidewalk. I mean, it's incredible for me to think about even now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I really attribute that to sort of the place that we were in, in this conversation. So I was in my twenties at that point. It was about a 10 years ago. Um, but we got there because I was asking some great questions and establishing connection that even though we have a great relationship too, it just had never really gotten to that place. So this is what I'm talking about to bring us full circle. Conversations and interactions that you're having with the people that are closest to you and that feeling mm-hmm. that like, huh, like, I wonder if this could be more, this is nice, but I wonder if there's another, even more elevated place that we can take this mm-hmm. conversation or that we can take this relationship. And for me, the proof is in the pudding. And I think about that story all the time and how the mm-hmm. the power of questions there just kind of opened up a door for us that wasn't locked shut, but it just had never, we'd never gone there before. Right?
0: No. And I think that, I feel like I'm decent at small talk, but I actually hate it. I think most people probably do, but I felt like I was investing. I wrote about this in my book that I was investing in all these relationships that I had those friendships. And and it seemed like those friendships were maybe just for a season because we weren't connecting on a deeper level anymore because we weren't seeing each other regularly. So I decided I'm only going to I'm going to decide who it is that I'm investing in. And I'm actually going to choose to dive deep into those relationships and prioritize those relationships because I have too many people in my life to say, I can do this with all of you, <laughs> like everything else on my to-do list. And it felt kind of cutthroat and harsh, but also in my intentionality, in my minimalist pursuits, it's like I value and prioritize relationships. So I want those to be strong. And so I, I know that you talked to me through email just about how asking questions has brought a level of authenticity to your mom friends and just those real bonds. And that's what I was seeking because it felt like everything was just so small talky and surface level. So I don't know if you felt that as well as you were going through, I guess, this process and being aware of it.
1: Yeah. I So small talk, this is a tricky one because mm-hmm. small talk has, uh, I also really dislike small talk, but mm-hmm. research shows that it is important as a mm-hmm. social cue for mm-hmm. helping us to ease into relationships. Mm-hmm. With that said, I always am advising people in the work that I do to stay away from the traditional small talk, meaning talking about the weather, even talking about your weekend, I find to be sort of this very surface level. How was your weekend? Mm-hmm. It's an open-ended question, but what do most of us say? It was good.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't actually mm-hmm. talk
1: about what we did right over the course of the weekend. So I always kind of encourage people to leverage small talk, meaning the talk that happens before we get into the meaty stuff, but Mm -hmm. to have a great question that isn't how was your weekend and Mm -hmm. isn't about the weather and mine, Mm -hmm. just thinking about the past year and this experience that we've all had in the pandemic talking to people. I realized that we are all learning so much from this experience But a really interesting question that I've been asking over the past year is some version of the following. What are you learning from the pandemic? Or what is COVID teaching you? Mm -hmm. Or what lesson do you think has come your way over the past year? Mm -hmm. And I rephrase it depending on who I'm talking with. But I'll tell you, I I asked my clients this question. I've asked my parents this question. I've asked my husband and I've asked my mom friends and I get Mm -hmm. such interesting answers from each person. I've had people tell me about transformational shifts that they've had about, you know, the vision that they have for their life and where they want to live. And I've had someone tell me that they learned how to make curry from scratch. Both answers are really interesting and they are not Mm -hmm. small talk. Even the curry person, I had a whole conversation about how they decided to even pursue learning how to make curry in the first place. So Mm -hmm. I think the solution for small talk that happens at the playground and at parties, you know, even when you kind of catch up with an old friend over the phone is to have a good question that feels right for you. Really want to know the answer to you're genuinely curious about this and throw it out there. And sometimes I have people also say to me, well, isn't that awkward? I never do this. Isn't it weird for me to say, I have a question for you and Mm -hmm. I'm one to always just embrace transparency. I mean, if I was listening to this podcast and I've done this kind of thing before I say, I just listened to a podcast. I heard a great question and I'm, I'm actually really curious how you would answer it.
0: I think that's a great (laughs) question.
1: Diane, we also released this, a special conversation card for Mm -hmm. mother's day. And one of the questions on there was what's an important lesson that you learned from your mom. And oh. I think this question's really interesting. It's another one that I've kind of kept in my back pocket with mom mm-hmm. friends because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fascinating to hear every single person's take on that question. And with that too, I'm like, I encountered a really interesting question. I, I wrote this one, but mm-hmm. you can say, I, I heard this really interesting question. And since we're both moms, you know, I'm curious <laughs> what you would say to this. What's an important lesson that you learned from your mom?
0: Well, and honestly, if you're asking that at the playground and you do phrase it that way, I'm, I'm wondering if it could cultivate a deeper relationship with that person because that person might feel more connected to you and say, Hey, like, can I grab your number? Maybe we can play again if you're someone that's actively seeking out other mom friends at the time. So I think that could be a great way to honestly put yourself out there and build relationships.
1: Totally. It's a way to start a conversation.
0: Well, Taylor, this was a really great conversation. I feel like we could have dove even deeper but since both you and I are talkers we can cut it off here and give listeners this to think about but if listeners want to connect more with you where can they find you online so you
1: can find us on um our website bringbackconversation.com the company that i co-founded is called conversate and we've developed uh questions In the form of a box set that you can use at dinner parties and even on road trips and in all sorts of ways, including with professional teams. That's a lot of the work that we do, too. And it has over 300 questions in it. So you can find a whole bunch of resources at our website, bringbackconversation.com. And you can link to Instagram from there to see some of the question prompts that we release every week to just inspire more meaningful conversations.
0: Well, this was a wonderful conversation. I'm really excited to have had it. And again, just give listeners some things to think about. Get the ball rolling, I think, in people's lives. So I just appreciate your time today. Thanks, Diane. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.